maybe dealing with that, you know, just some not so great people or with the agents on the other side, you know, because there's so many different parts in real estate. You know, you're not just dealing with one person, you're dealing with another agent, another client, an attorney, a loan processor, you know, I mean, the appraiser, there's so many steps in the real estate journey. It's just, you have to kind of just breathe a little bit and just get through the process. Hello, and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to the Agent Podcast. I'm here with Jessica coming to us out of Atlanta, Georgia. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So why real estate? Well, I originally got into it. My mom's always been at the bank and a loan officer for so long. I was in the I field for a while after I left uh, school. Met my husband, got pregnant, realized I kind of want to do something a little bit different. I've always been interested in real estate. Went and got my license and then sold my first house with my husband with my license and then bought the second home. Then that was my second transaction and just kind of developed from there. That's awesome. So I noticed that you're an appraiser too? I am. So tell me. So got my appraisal license, uh, gosh, almost three years ago. I did that just to kind of, you know, broaden my portfolio. And then it's good because appraisals are really good for a bad market or a good market. So I thought that would help me in case there was a crash or things were slow in real estate. Um, Kind of gives me one up on agents because I'm more knowledgeable in that process. I really enjoy the work too, because sometimes you need a break from the uh, public <laughs> and the appraisal work is one-on-one with yourself, you know, right, so right. it kind of gives me a house. little, it is. So, and I really enjoy it. So I, I've, I've been really busy in the appraisal world, which is good, but I'm having to balance real estate and appraising. So, so you were a real estate agent first and then you got your appraisal license. Correct. Yes. Okay. Just to broaden my portfolio, I would say. And, you know, and I, I have gotten listings over other agents because I'm an appraiser. So I saw something on your socials about HGTV. What's the situation with HGTV? So I got connected with that. Someone threw my name to a guy named Ken Corzini, which he is the flipper flop Atlanta. Oh, okay. And he's a part of the show Rock the Block. And so he approached me to do the appraisals for the show which I did. It was a great experience. Then a couple of months ago, they have a new show coming out beginning of next year. And so I just wrapped doing the appraisals for this new HGTV show that's going to be coming out. So I'm not on the show, but I did all the appraisals for the homes. That's cool. Yeah. That's, um, so it was a good experience. Yeah. I mean, so I want to ask you, like, what was your takeaway from that experience? Do you have anything you took away from that? Any insights or any knowledge or just any... Honestly, it was because I've been doing appraisals. It wasn't anything different. The only thing that kind of added another layer to it was, as as you know, HGTV, the rock, the block homes were very unique. One had a bowling alley, one had a putting green. They had crazy, you know, updated things within the home. So we had to, you know, account for that. But other than that, it was just a regular old appraisal report. (laughs) Just got to meet some really cool people. Yeah. How do you appraise for a bowling alley and stuff like that? Like, how do you find that value or what that 
Is so actually there was another home. I was actually uh, able to pull the value from somewhere else that had a bowling alley. So I was able to get a comp for that. Surprisingly. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like a pool, a bowling alley. Sometimes you don't get the full amount back when you sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you don't get that full value when you put a pool in. Some people don't want the pool or, but these are HGTV homes too. So they were going to go probably for full amount anyway, because of the yeah, stigma behind a certain value, right? right? Yeah. How has being an appraiser really helped your real estate career? Like, I know that that will give you an edge on listings, but mm-hmm. what else has that done for you? Because it seems like you may have a lot of insights in general, just about homes and, you know, hidden values and things like that. Right. So I'm able to tell my clients either, hey, this is way overpriced. It's so hard right now, though, in this market for me to be putting too much because everything's going above, right? right? Market value. So, I mean, that's kind of been different, but I am able to tell my clients, hey, like you said, there's value here, there's value there, the bones are good. This is not going to appraise, just be be aware of this. They're not going to give you credit for this when you sell. You know, you can put a crazy amount in your basement, but you're only going to get so much back from it, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, there's a, a ton of different things, but yeah, just having that knowledge of what an appraiser is looking for or what you can list your house for. It, it's been great for me. That's awesome. How are you structured? What brokerage are you at? So I'm with a brokerage at Atlanta communities, which is right North of Atlanta. So, and they're pretty big here. I actually have my broker's license. So my next game plan is I'm going to, I want to open my own boutique brokerage. Oh, that's awesome. Just spoke to somebody a few days ago that has a boutique brokerage with 600 agents, but uh, they went from like 140 to 600 in three years. It's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Their intention was 300 and they ended up with 600, but cool story. Yeah. So your real estate journey, tell me about your first deal, your first transaction. My first deal was selling my home. That was selling your own home. Yeah. So I, we, uh, me and my husband wanted to sell. So I rushed into getting, cause I wanted to get my license. So I kind of rushed, we put our home to sell, you know, we pushed it back so I can get it done. So that was my first deal. My second deal was the buy of our next home. So I got to kind of learn from there, <laughs> which That's it was a lot of, a lot at once, but it's, a, I think it's like drinking from a, you know, a fire hydrant in the beginning, <laughs> all the information you need to know. Yeah. I had a good client though. He was patient with me. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. What are some things that you wish you knew before just jumping into real estate? Yeah, I think before the thing I wish I would have known is, and I'm sure everyone's like this, when you go to school, you're kind of learning how to like law, you're you're learning how not to get sued. When you go out to the real world, you're not, you don't know what a contract is. You don't know how to fill it out. So I think maybe in school, they should teach you more how to write a contract or the basics of it. But I wish I would have learned that, you know, prior into going into my first deal. Because I had a coach with the brokerage I was with, which was not Atlanta Communities. And I pretty much had to learn on my own. They weren't, they weren't great. (laughs) I'm sorry, they weren't great. Unfortunately, that happens a lot. (laughs) It does. It does. Yeah. Or there's mentors promised and the mentors don't show up or they don't give you the time that you need or they just collect your money. (laughs) Different things. Yeah. Just give me my 35 or 40% and go find your next deal so I can get paid. Right. Yeah. Right. What have been some of the biggest obstacles that you've overcome as you're figuring this business out? Um, Unique personalities. 
people that you've run across and you just have to, cause you are like, everyone will say you're their therapist, you're a psychologist, you're their, you know, I mean, the overwhelming of just the pressure from that client. Or like I said, I've, I've run across a handful of very unique personalities, which I've had to kind of step back and just accepted, you know, but maybe dealing with that, you know, just some not so great people or with the agents on the other side, you know, cause there's so many different parts in real estate. You know, you're not just dealing with one person, you're dealing with another agent, another client, an attorney, a loan processor, you know, I mean, the appraiser, there's so many steps in the real estate journey. It's just, you have to kind of just breathe a little bit and you just get through the process. Yeah. But there's been some really great clients too. I don't want to not say that. No, of course. Right. It's, it's a mix at the end of the day. That's there is a of, mix. That's part of business. So you have to have thick skin, I think in this business. Yeah, for sure. What have you done to build out your external team as far as, you know, lenders and title and escrow people and home inspectors and stuff like that? So I actually have a really great attorney. Um, I try to do most of my deals with, um, he was with a, a pretty big company here in Atlanta and he ventured off and did his own thing. So I like to support him in his journey. I mean, he's doing great. Uh, loan officers, I have a handful of people I trust. I kind of go bounce between them because I know that they're going to get the job done for me or they're going to be straight up with, you know, the clients that I bring to them. But yeah, I've, I have a pretty good team around me. How long has it taken you to build that team? I would say probably three years. Okay. A really solid. What pointers would you give to other agents that are, you know, newer and newer and starting to build out their team? I will say find someone like for an attorney, find someone that's going to communicate with you really well throughout the process and build you up when you go into the office. So when I close, they're always like, hey, Jessica, it's good to see you again. You know, they make you feel good in front of your clients, people you trust. I'm really big about people that, you, that communicate with you very well. I, I don't like people that don't get back with me. That's a big red flag. But yeah, just trust, honesty is what I look for. What is one thing that you would like to pay forward to somebody listening as, you know, if you think of like, Hey, I'd like to give you this gift as a real estate agent in your business. Just know this one thing. You have anything that comes to mind? I would say, even if you get bad news to give your client, you give it to them. You, you be upfront. You don't try to fix it behind their back. Just be you, transparent. You be very transparent. That's one thing because it's going to bite you. I love that. I think that's a... Mm -hmm. uh, a great point. And most people yeah. are trying to sugarcoat stuff instead of just telling right. them straight up how it is. Right. I love Cause that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not always, hopefully it's not your fault, but you just have to be transparent and give them the news because they're going to be upset if you don't tell them anything and they find out later. So, cause we're all grown, you know, things happen. So just be upfront with things. And if you, if you have a mistake, you own it and you just move forward. Do you have any special areas or a specific niche that you focus on? I deal a lot with, I'm all over the place. I do first time home buyers. I do, I have investors I work with and work with them a lot, but I work with a lot um, of firefighters because of my husband. So I do try to be there for them um, on their journey on finding a home and selling their house. Oh, that's great. That's a good mm -hmm. niche to focus on. Right. Do you find that that spreads out to other first responders? Oh yeah, definitely. Stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah. I have a really good re uh, referral base around me and I grew up here. So I grew up in the County I'm living in. So that helps a lot. 
Sure. You have kind of a built-in network, right? Right. Like, I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's a head start. A lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people move to a new state and start from scratch and literally have to build from zero. Yeah. So I do have that in my pocket, which is nice. What are you doing for uh, marketing and branding yourself to build your brand and grow your name within your community? So I don't, I don't do anything. I, I'm more off a of referral base. I would like to. I am not the best at social media. I try really hard. It's not my thing, but I just try to do a good job and let that speak for myself, you know? So, but I, I do need to start doing that. It's just, I don't, it's not my, I'm not good at it. <laughs> and I'd be the first one to say it. The good news is you can get good at it, right? It's yeah, just, I know. Like anything, yeah. you just start yeah. and practice and you fail forward one brick at a time. Right. Where can people find you if they want to get in touch or they have a referral? Do you have a website, Instagram, Facebook? What's the best way to get hold of you? I do have a, I don't have a website. I have an Instagram, which is Jessica Robidoux Homes. It's my Instagram. And then my Facebook is Jessica Robidoux Homes or Realtor. I love it. Mm-hmm. Jessica, this has been great. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.